faith, 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 family, the single life. Most of us dream alike, but we don't think alike. Gotta learn to hustle if you want the finer things in life. Riding as a couple, or maybe it's just a single flight. But highly if you need advice, that's right, advice. If you're trying to be a wife or living the dad life, maybe you moving slow or whipping the fast life. Either way, just pull up. Come on, get an ad ice. Just chill. Hey guys, it is Miss Icy of Grow Through, where we discuss the intersection of faith, family, and single life. I am so excited because, guys, we are entering most definitely into a new season. And I've been saying it over and over and over again. And with new seasons come new changes, new opportunities to refresh ourselves, new opportunities just to become better. You know, I think that that is the purpose of this, that we keep going from glory to glory to glory. And last week, I hope that y'all have been praying a lot more, encouraged to get down and talk to the Lord a lot more, because quite honestly, I just feel like we're in a season where we need that extra direction. I know for me personally, but I always say to my students, what's good for the gander is good for the goose. So if it's good for me, then I know it got to be good for y'all too. So... I'm so happy that y'all are here. We are in the 40th year at KAZI. And if you haven't already, make sure that you volunteer, you find a way to donate, you find a way to give back to a station that has been doing the work in the community for all these years. And they've given me the platform and countless other individuals opportunities to not only showcase what they do, who they are, but change and help our community. And we're not going to stop there because, you know, I brought somebody extra special on today. I have an awesome young lady with me today. And I would introduce her. Y'all know I really would introduce her, but they do so well introducing themselves. Um, but I will say this. The character of this young woman is incredibly beautiful. Like, I cannot tell you how I enjoy watching her just do anything. Anything and everything that I've ever seen her put her hands on has been done with a particular type of grace. And I just appreciate her so much. So without further ado, I would like to introduce to you a very special person and a new author, Miss Grace Malinga. How are you doing today? I am doing good, Icy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really do appreciate it. I really want our audience to get a feel of who you are and just how awesome you've been in not just the, the dating journey, but dating the journey. Tell us more about you. Grace Malinga, I think I shared with you earlier as we were talking this week, you were like, what's your name now that you're married? And I'm like, it's still Grace Malinga. Like, how did you marry a man with your first last, with the same last name? Oh, well, I did. And we're not cousins because in our culture, you got to go through the diary and the interrogation. So absolutely not. Our families asked a lot of questions. Like, where are you from? Two different parts of the country. But yeah, so he's a Molenga. So right now, my the interesting thing about me is that I'm Grace Molenga Molenga, married to an amazing man. His name is Chiluba Molenga. So I've taken on all of his names. I'm Grace Chiluba Molenga. Um, live in Austin, Texas. I work here. I go to church here. And um, yeah, I can get a little bit into like how I moved career and all of that. But that's generally... Yeah, I love to serve my community and just be available. So tell us about your mindset. Like, how did you become 
how you've become. You know, we were making the joke a little earlier about, you know, uh, Michelle Obama's becoming and we're becoming, mm -hmm. but as we are becoming, there are so many things that have to shift in our mindset in order to get from the next level to the next level to the next level. Could you share a little about that story or your, your journey? I like how you ask these loaded questions, right? Like mindset, that's huge. But let's let, let's take it first from an immigrant's perspective, right? And if you read my book, you'll get to learn a little bit more of you know how I came, how I how I came to the United States, the motivation behind that. And um without even going a lot into the details, it was a very sad beginning, right? So like early on in my life. I, I didn't have a lot of choices of like, do you want a red cup or a pink one? Um, do you want to go to school or not? School was one of those, like, you got to do it. It's the way out. And there is, this is the only way that you're going to get out of the situation. You know, you, you, you don't have anybody, but you and your siblings and everybody else was pretty young. Um, so going back to mindset, I think that's the foundation of who I am, because by the time I was immigrating here, there was already that mindset of, I cannot fail. And there are no excuses because I knew that nobody was going to hunt me anything. So I was on a podcast that a few weeks ago and somebody asked me like, what was, what was your motivation to come here to the United States? Like, were you scared? I was scared of what? I was like, this is an opportunity. I'm going for it, you know? So that's kind of been my foundation. And that's the mindset that I've taken on um, to just go for it, make it, because I live a life of gratitude, right? And I, I didn't look at what I had. Once I had the opportunity, it didn't matter. I mean, yes, people talk about the American dream, right? I used to apply for scholarships to China and Russia. Like I see, I was going to learn Chinese and Russian if I had to. So <laughs> for me, somebody gave me an opportunity. I took it. And that's the mindset that my sisters and I had as well. We took the opportunity. And so coming into the United States, I didn't really care too much about, you know, where we were living, our living situation. I was in school. And once I got in school, I was like, we're here to make it. And I think it's carried me through my career and different things. I don't think I ever stopped in my life to talk about like, oh yeah, I'm here, but I, I don't even have this. So I don't have this. No, I never gave myself excuses. I was like, oh man, God, like, this is so much better than I would have expected. Like I get to go to college. Oh my goodness. I'm taking two hour train rides, but who cares? <laughs> I've never been on a train before, you know, things like that. And just along the way, looking at the positive and that's a mindset. It's a decided mindset. You decide, you know, you have that tunnel vision, not in a selfish way, but a tunnel vision to say, you know what? This is my race. I got to run it. Let me look at what's, what, what I can appreciate in my path. Um, I haven't been handed a lot of things, but hey, if you hand me two instead of 10, I will multiply the two to two million. Like that's been my mindset. And so I think I can share a little bit into my career as well. Um, should I keep going? Should I pause? <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so in undergrad, I I think I shared with you this when you were asking me what my background was in education. I started out as a computer science major when I went to college. I'm like, what? Computer science? I didn't like that at all, but I didn't even last in that. 
that again, I learned that, you know, in the United States, you have option. I didn't have to be a computer scientist. And just talking to school counselors and like academic advisors, they were like, I think your strengths are in this and that. Ended up double majoring in finance and economics. I love the combination of that because I can be super analytical, but I can also be fun. So I needed something that would merge that. And I think like finance gave me a little bit of that openness um, because it went into details of like how an organization is run and I could um, see there was some interaction there other than just sitting behind a desk and trending numbers. Not that that's what economists do all day long. They do. Their jobs could be way more interesting than that. But for me, I think merging the, the technical side with a little bit of that, um, interacting with the organization and the people in like the day-to-day -day running of the business, I was like, okay, I think this is a good combination. I can take this. Um, so again, I was just very, I've always been very fluid, right? And along the journey, being very open to myself, like what what I like to do. A lot of times when people say, what do, I don't even know what I like to do. You don't have to. Um, somebody told me this, that you can only discover vision when you're in motion. So you have to keep moving. And while I was moving, these decisions were becoming clear like my career path was becoming clear and what I wanted to do came to Texas um for a job opportunity got into the MBA program that's another whole story and then um speaking of career mindsets right I think I shared with you again I see that my journey there's nothing conventional about my journey and if it was then maybe there wouldn't be an audacious destiny that I've written about and so I think what I would like somebody to know out there, because when they look at the finished product, they're like, oh, Grace Melinda, you're this. You, I've worked in the banking industry. I don't know if I mentioned that, but that's what my background has been. Oh, I did it. I'm sorry. I think I said it in my head. I've worked in the banking industry for almost like 10 years, specifically credit unions. Um, slight difference there. Actually, I'm very different, but it's all encompassed under banking. I've worked in that industry for over 10 years, a little bit almost 10 years, but um, in that, with my career, I didn't start off as uh, just this, I'm doing project management, marketing analytics right now. And somebody said, well, I mean, how do you get to do that? I didn't just wake up one day and be like, oh, we have a project management position. I had to take so many steps. When I started with the credit union, I was an accountant. And people would say, well, what's wrong with accounting? You you went to school with for finance and economics for well, two, they were very different things, right? Um, accounting is just a lot of just additions and subtractions and like, you gotta find that penny, okay? You're not, <laughs> it's, I, I have a lot of respect for accountants because without accounting, man, things will be messed up. Them, them books and balances, I started out that, but again, I went after the opportunity. Like I told you, I had that mindset of this is an opportunity. I'm going to go for it. And I had some foundational knowledge in accounting, just going through business school. So went through the interview. I took it. I didn't say, well, it's not finance. I want, I wanted to be a financial analyst initially, but I was like, who cares about the title? And throughout, I, 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 I progress, you know, in the first time, I wanted, I looked up uh, a business analytics or a business analyst position. Talk about a mindset of just like, you got to create opportunities for yourself, right? Because if I had stayed in my company, I see, and just say, you know what? 
uh, oh, what is me? Because I'm an international student, which is, that's a whole different story because you don't get a lot of opportunities as an international student period. Like you have very limited places you can work. So I, I could have said, well, let me just take what they give me. And because this is the only company that's going to hire me and I just have to stay within the bounds of what they can give me. I said, okay, my company was one of, I still work there. They're one of those uh, organizations that have a culture of growth, right? They, they invest in the people that they that work there so for me that was that was currency number one like I said okay I can flourish in this environment but they didn't create these opportunities for me they were willing to help me grow but I had to jump start that so I remember writing when I was doing my MBA program I wrote a proposal to my boss I said well Grace what would you like to do I mean we're a small institution so it's not like we can create a whole new department I said, well, you know, I'm, I think we are lacking in the area of analytics. So how about uh, we start doing some research? I see. I went and started doing a whole research. Nobody was paying me to do this. When we're young and determined, sometimes we just want to do things our way, right? Like they, they don't even know how talented I am at work and they're not giving me the opportunities. Well, we, we have to be smart about it. So I didn't want to despise my current position because that was paying my bills and paying for my school. We have to be honest. So I had to be an accountant and I had to be good at it too. The things I didn't understand, I asked my boss and I was learning through it. But since I wanted kind of a shift in my career, I started to do that in my extra time. Instead of chilling and Netflixing, when I get off work, I would go and start researching. I start looking at business analytics uh, positions and what they do oh, they do this, they do research, okay. So I put a full-blown proposal. It wasn't perfect, let me just say that. It wasn't perfect when I presented it to her, but some of that stuff was pretty cheesy and she said it too. She's like, Grace, this is a good start. You know, you can, you're gonna work on this. But for me, like, you, she gave me a hand and I was like, all right, <laughs> that's all I needed. That's all I needed to get started. And it's improved. The fact that she was very open, just the entire organization, to my career growth and that they could even entertain and accept my proposal. So that's how I ended up creating that position for myself. And eventually, I listened, right? We shouldn't have tried. I listened. Whenever she gave the advice, I couldn't say, how are you how dare you call my baby ugly? No. You cannot despise where you want to go. So if you see somebody that's higher than you, right? And you want to get to that place in their career. Well, you cannot despise them because how are you going to, you cannot be the level that you dishonor. I don't know if that makes sense. I may not be grammatically correct, but I think it's <laughs> that's how it's coming in my head. So I had to honor the, the positions of where I saw myself going. And I said, you know what? This woman has some wisdom for her to get to where she is in her career. She can give me some guidance. So she gave me feedback. We worked through that. And it's been like that over the years. And now I'm in project management. You know, I do, I, I completely moved away from accounting. I do a lot of um, analytics research. I oversee the marketing and project management. You can ask me later how I marry all of those. But yeah, mindset of go-getting and just creating opportunities. If it's not there, make it happen. No excuses at all. 
love this. I, I really do. I really do love this because one, it is a it is a character call. You know, you you said a lot of character words like um, not having pride, uh, being grateful, being humble. It's a character call, and God is in the position to position you if you have the character. I'm, I'm listening to a sermon right now by a pastor called Darius Daniels currently. Awesome, awesome segment he's doing right now called, or I think it's old, so guys don't quote me, but I think it's called um, Dreams and Nightmares. He tells the story of Joseph, um, how at the time, you know, when, before his brothers threw him in the pit, Joseph didn't have the character. You know, he was a good kid. He wasn't bad, but he also didn't necessarily have the character. And all that he went through in life, he, he attempted to stay humble, especially when he was sold off to Egypt. He attempted to stay humble. He was one of the best at what he did. Although he wasn't working where he wanted to work exactly, you know, he was mopping floors. They seen what he was doing. They seen him progress. He was grateful. He was thankful. And then, you know, again, he's thrown into another pit. He was still working his gift, even though he wasn't in a space where he wanted to be, the pit would be prison. But he was in a space. He was still working his gift in that space. They call him out of the prison and then, you know, Joseph becomes Joseph, king of dreams. And what gets me about that, and it's this right on time, Grace, right on time, because as we are journeying through our own life, God, I feel, is calling us, as I said before, from glory to glory. And yeah. for me personally, I know that he is working on character in this season. Um, so question, uh, well, not even a question, guys. I really want to mention this. Grace is a rising star. And this is supposed to be an opportunity to also talk about her, her book, her most recently released book, Audacious Destiny. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about where to find you and about your book? It's gracemolenga.com. There you will find more information about me, where to purchase my book and upcoming events, just whatever it is that you'd like to know. Guys, we will be right back on. Guys, we will be right back from break. Hey guys, we are back from break and I have such an awesome young lady with us today, Miss Grace Malinga, who is a recent author, who is a rising star in the accounting slash finance slash banking slash my own, her own company. I'm pretty sure doing miraculous things. I just know she is like this lady is a force to be reckoned with and the Lord is on her side and y'all already know who can be against her, nobody. And I want her to share with us um, the experiences that she's been through and how this has fortified her relationship with the Lord. So without further ado, Ms. Grace, how are you doing today? Doing great. I see. I'm loving our conversation so far. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm doing good. You know, you know, I love having conversations with you and being able to be poured into and in the iron sharpening the iron. Like it's always a blessing. And I, I pray that who's ever tuning in right now, you're also being blessed. But how can we stay focused on what the Lord has in front of us? And I just love how all of this is um, time, the, connecting the dots, right? We're talking about dating the journey, um, discovery, um, purpose. We're talking about mindsets. 
And so like where is uh, career is concerned, I was sharing before the break just how I had to learn to create opportunities um, for myself. But with that is also the determination in our minds to release, and I'll say this slowly, to release or relieve ourselves from comparison and people's expectations of us. Because when I left college, there were very high expectations for me. I was uh, I was very studious. I was quite involved in campus. Um, funny stories in my book, Audacious Destiny, about all of that. But it's like um, I'm a pie chart, right? I'm stealing this from somebody. Somebody once we were in a meeting, a prophetic meeting, actually. They were talking about being a pie chart. And so when you think about Grace Molenga, Grace Molenga Molenga, because you have to say my name twice now. When you think about Grace Molenga, there's all these small components, right? And if, um, you know, I see you're a teacher. When you talk about a pie chart, you cannot have a pie chart without it, without all, even if it's that 1%. The pie chart will not be created without that 1%. You have to have all of the components to make a 100 and so there are different components in our lives that may seem insignificant that we ignore, especially comparison, because you could be like 55% uh, determination, 80% intellectual, and all you have all of these things, but there's that 2%. Is that 2% to becoming that 100% you and that 2% could be comparison. And, it, if, and if we don't deal with it, I see, if we don't deal with the 2%, then we cannot get to the place where God wants us to, to go to. And so with um, going back to comparison, right? And I was just trying to, to give a visual of that, like whatever components, whether it's small, because you're like, well, I only deal with comparison like 2% of the time. Well, you need that in order to get to your journey or your destiny. And so for me personally, like I shared, I was very studious. I was quite involved on, in, on campus. And so when I graduated, there was this uh, high expectation of who I would become, right? Like who's, who's Grace going to become? And in all fairness, like a lot of the people who I hang out with, they went and they, they, I mean, rightfully so, they got into some really good careers, some really, when you're in business school, you, you're you eyeing the big four, right? You're eyeing the, the, the big investment banks or like accounting firms, CPA firms. So I didn't get hired by the big four, but I had friends in my circle that did. And you can imagine like you're at the same, you always a student, you're doing all of this, but I, that was not my journey. You know, I ended up with a smaller financial institution where I had to actually write proposals to get to the place where I needed to be. So I share that I see to say, um, when we are dating our journey, we need to be comfortable with our journey. We need to decide in our minds that we're going to have a tunnel view and take it with humility. Because once I started realizing I'm not them and I started to honor God because you cannot have humility without honor. So I said, you know what, God, I didn't end up with the big four, but I'm going to honor the place where I'm at. I will embrace this. And I can't say like I woke up one day and it was peachy and it was perfect. Oh my gosh, it was a struggle. It was a struggle, but once I let go, I started to see the opportunities open up more. 
and somebody that's seeing the finished product i'm not a finished product i'm still growing right because there is you have to grow you said this earlier i see we're going from glory to glory to glory so even when you get to that stage where you feel oh my gosh i've attained this there is more to learn but uh, some people may look at me like oh, oh my goodness you're so accomplished i wish i could be where you're at in your career but it took a lot of intentionality for even God to open these doors for me. I had to get, I cannot emphasize this more. Comparison, comparison. Oh my goodness, I'm not them. I'm not that. It's good. Celebrate people. Celebrate people who are doing way better than you. But that little bit, you know, when the Bible talks about the talents, some were given five, some were given two, and some were given one. The goal is you have to increase it. And when I got that mindset, man, I. I just started going, I, I woke up and I was like, oh man, I, I, I think I've got into a place in my career where I actually like what I'm doing, but it was not easy. And I hope that somebody out there who had the conventional journey, right? Yeah, people like, and praise God for them. Right out of college, they get hired by a big firm and then they get, it's just, but some of us in creating this uh, audacious destiny that God, oh man, we, he had to cut off a lot of character things. And God knows, he knows, I see he knows grace. So he knew that for me individually, he had to take me through this journey in order for me to be sustained. Because it's one thing to get to be successful, but it's one thing for that success to be sustained through generations. And character is a big foundation in that. Guys, I know y'all have been blessed because I have been blessed. I've literally just been sitting here shaking my head, shaking my head, shaking my head because nothing but the gems and nuggets have been dropped in this conversation. Literally everything that we needed today, I hope you got today. Miss Miss Malinga, where can we find you? You can find me at gracemalinga.com. I have the social media handles on there. Um, a lot of Facebook just got into Instagram. If you like Twitter, I'm on there as well. I'll tweet if you tweet. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning, right? Hey, that was preparing me in the background. But gracemalenga.com is where you can find me. Um, just learn more. You can send me questions there, comments. I have an upcoming book launch celebration that's going to be at the Domain Austin. There is more details about that at gracemalenga.com. Just, I would love to hear from you. I love interacting with people. So visit my website. I will see you there. Guys, in case you don't know how to spell this last name, you spell it <laughs> M-U-L-E-N-G-A. It was so great. We had to do it twice. So it is Grace Malinga Malinga. No, just kidding. It's gracemalinga.com. Make sure you go and check out the website. See if, you know, maybe you want to uh, support her and her endeavors. Her book is called Audacious Destiny as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to Grow Through, where we discuss the intersection of faith, family, and single life on the wonderful station, K-A-Z-I. Guys, in the meantime, in between time, be blessed, be inspired. This is Miss Icy signing out. Up next is Keys to the Street by Miss Keys.